Discipleship on Purpose podcast. Welcome to the Discipleship on Purpose podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. Here we are kicking off episode 20. And today I am going to be talking about Christians and books. And for any of you that do know me, you know that I have a deep love for books. In fact, I don't think my wife would want to take me to any bookstore on a date because she would get no attention. In fact, I could just go through a bookstore and spend hours upon hours and actually really enjoy that. That would be fantastic. Um, you know, I didn't always have a love for reading. Really, uh, what, what changed it was when I, when I got saved, uh, my mom actually sent my brother and I to a conference over in Chicago, and I think it was Ravi Zachariah. No, 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 actually it was Chip Ingram. He was speaking. And so he starts out this, his message like, you know, who wants to be a good parent? Who wants to be a good husband? Uh, I don't know what other questions he asked, but when he came to who wants to be a good Christian, he sensed that there was some kind of hesitation. I'm not really sure. All I know is that I wanted to hear what I needed to do to be a good Christian. And he said, if you want to be a good Christian, you have to read good books. And I totally agree. And we're talking, this is, I think I went to that conference in like 2006. So here we are like 14 years later. I wholeheartedly agree to that. I think that reading books is important if you want to be a good Christian. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't want you to think that in order to be a Christian, you have to read good books. Um, I do think you'll hinder um, your growth uh, without reading. I mean, so, I mean, as a Christian, I'm assuming that you're committed to reading the Bible. And if you're not, you should really get into reading that more often. That is the, the source of, of wisdom, of truth. And uh, even when I'm reading books, I often will pray and ask the Lord to help me filter what I'm reading and help me through the Spirit to apply that and, and uh, use it to cause me to be a more faithful, committed, loving God Christian, you know. You know, so I'm not, I, I would really encourage uh, people not to read books in their own strength. We do need to seek the Lord for help in terms of using what we're reading, uh, filtering through that, asking the Lord, help me to not you know, get anything that's not good, but to anything that's really good and meaty, help me to, 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 to read it, to hear it, and to, to really just consider that, how can I apply that in my discipleship? And so for those of you out there who do not like, like reading books, you're missing out. You're missing out on a lot of growth and a lot of, a lot of opportunity to mature, to kind of really, you know, build your worldview, build your discernment. I mean, when you're trying to think about what is good, what is better, what is good, what, what evil good, I mean, you know, books will help you. Now, when I first got saved, I was really committed to reading only theology books, and that's somewhat changed, but... I'm thankful that, you know, when I got into reading, that's, I just dove into a lot of theology books. That's really what I loved. I, I mean, I, I probably have gotten rid of a lot of books, and I still have a, a lot of books. I mean, when I first became a Christian, I don't think I had, um, I probably had like just a handful of books. And at, at this point, I got like a huge bookcase. But there are people who have more books with me, and I'm not 
jealous. That's fine. Um, I just, I, I only have so much room to store books. And so I try to weed out the ones that I didn't like and keep the ones that I do like. Um, but uh, here's a good word, a quote. Um, and I love this quote. You will be no different five years from now than from the people you meet and the books you read. And I want to emphasize the books you read. You have got to figure out um, what books are going to be worth reading. And I'm going to share some of my favorites. And I, obviously, I'm not going to be able to give you every single book that I loved. There are many books that um, I might not, not even remember. Uh, some of them are boxed up. Um, but I, I, I tried thinking through the books that have actually had the most impact on me in terms of um, who I am and how they've grown me. I mean, obviously, I would not be the man I am today without two things, the books I've read and, and my wife. So thank the, praise the Lord for both. But as a husband, you should be reading wife books. And I would imagine a wife should be reading hus husband books. Um, I think, you know, one book that I read was Fruit of Her Hands by Nancy Wilson. Great book. It, it gives you an idea of how, how women think. And some of that um, could be encouraging to you. Uh, I was encouraged by reading that book. There was a few takeaways that I was able to get from that book. But ultimately, you know, husbands should be reading what their wife's reading. And, and hopefully that's kind of furthering a discussion, a, a conversation about ideas and what we're reading. Because, I mean, we're not just reading to gather data. Like, uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of the truth to mentality, but we're not just reading to collect all these truths so we can argue better and tell people when they're wrong and, you know, criticize people because they don't think the way we think because we have all this truth. No, actually, uh, we're reading so that way we can gain knowledge and, and, and that would increase our love for God, um, our love for our neighbor, and, and that we would actually be able to, to apply that and practice holiness as we, you know, follow Christ. And so, like, really consider that. But as a husband, reading books that your wife reads is, is great because it kind of even gives you an opportunity to be, um, you know, having an, to connect and to be able to talk about some of those things. Because a husband should be, you know, nurturing his, his wife. And so that's one way to do it. Um, my um, uh, one book that's a really uh, must read. I didn't read the whole book, but for the most part, reading and skimming it. Um, How to Read a Book. It is a fantastic book. Uh, you will walk away from that understanding how to even understand if a book's worth, you know, uh, its weight and buying it and, you know, uh, reading into it. Sometimes you'll find a book that it may not be, but you're just interested in what the author has to say, or maybe there's an idea that you can get from it. So, but how to read a book is a great resource. Um, another thing that I would encourage Christians to consider is because a lot of people just get, you know, they can get stuck on theology books, you know, nonfiction. It's, you know, I don't want to read nothing about stories or, you know, all that kind of garbage. But I'll tell you, um, I have grown in my love for fiction. Uh, now it's not as, as, um, the capacity can be better. Um, it's not, you know, it's, it's a low capacity, but it's still, uh, some fiction books that I've, I've loved and read and, you know, hearing stories and just watching characters develop. It's, it's fantastic. I, you know, I've read some of these with my daughters. Um, the princess and the goblin, great, great read. The green ember is really one of my favorites. I know it's a story about rabbits and wolves, and my uh, kids laugh at me because I love that book, but it, I really enjoyed it. And Hundred Cupboards uh, is is w the one book that I love by N.D. Wilson uh, that's fiction. Uh, and I'm not saying he's a bad fiction writer. But I just have had a hard time with some of his books and his writing. But that book, and it actually took me twice 
the first time I read it, I did not like it. But the second time, I thought I'll give it another chance. And, and boom, just my head just exploded with all this amazing ideas and just characters. And plus, all of a sudden, maybe, maybe watching uh, the Tilt-A-World video encouraged me in terms of you know, understanding character more and how that kind of works out in the stories. So, but yeah, consider fiction. Uh, I know that there's a lot of uh, C.S. Lewis fiction, and um, that, that's that's really good, and worth reading too. So uh, I don't know. Um, there's a lot of options out there. So uh, for my top ten, and and it could change. Uh, th this is not necessarily you know permanent, but I you know just thinking about the the top books that I've read that have just uh, impacted me the most. And these, there is no particular order in these books. But Ashamed of the Gospel by John MacArthur. The Gospel According to Jesus by John MacArthur. The Things of Earth, um, Joe Rigney. And I don't know all the authors here. You know, some of them I, I won't be, I think I'll try to say them. But uh, Failure of Nerve, fantastic book. Uh, I think it's uh, it's by a rabbi. Not 100% sure exactly. I, I might be saying that wrong, but I think that's true. But that was a fantastic read. Uh, in terms of if you really want to get into a leadership book, failure of nerve will will rattle your nerves and it will help expose you where you need to be exposed and, and, and allow you to kind of consider how you can grow and, and not actually be that weak when it comes to your nerves failing. Uh, Extreme Ownership, Jocko. Love that book. In fact, um, that I, the, the idea that he brings in a book of uh, just taking extreme ownership and no excuses, uh, absolutely uh, a must read for Christians. Uh, while he is not a Christian, I really do think you can take what he says uh, and apply it and get and and uh, and, and get and be a better Christian um, because of what he has written in that book. For a glory and a covering by uh, Doug Douglas Wilson, great great marriage book, probably one of the best uh, I've ever read. And there's there's others that I've read that I enjoyed, but I thought that you know in terms of the top ten, that's that's the one I figured I'd throw in there. Uh, the Holiness of God by R.C. Sproul, and uh, The Vanishing American Adult by Ben Sass, The Sovereignty of God by A.W. Pink, and How to Be Free from Bitterness by uh, Jim Wilson. That book's an interesting story. I actually bought it for my wife. There was a relationship that she was struggling with, and, and I thought, well, I could totally get this for encouraging her and she still has yet to read it which is fine I'm, I'm not upset about that because actually I picked it up and I've read it like I think three times but it has totally impacted me it exposed me to understand my bitterness towards um you know either relationships or circumstances and and uh you know what i i'm actually a a better christian when it comes to being non-bitter and uh it, in fact because of that book i can tell you when i'm actually when bitter is taking root and so it's easier for me to see that notice it and to uh, repent some there are some considerations that I thought were, were great books. They didn't make it into the top 10, but, uh, you know, Crucial Conversations is, is a great book. Um, I, uh, I, I enjoyed that one. Um, I think even The Peacemaker is another book that, you know, it's you know, just talking about how to work through conflict. Um, some other ones would be Always Ready, uh, The Trellis and the Vine. I really enjoyed Love is the Killer app. How to Win Business and Influence Friends. Uh, that's a great book. Um, I mean, I don't think you need to be in business, you know, to, to read that, but really good. 
uh, some old books that I read when I first got saved. One was by, uh, it's a classic by William Law, A Serious Call to a Devout and Holy Life. I really enjoyed that. It, it is really a slow and monotonous read, but um, if you can, uh, you know, you know, just plug away at it, you know, consider things that he's saying and, you know, think through that. It, it is, I, I really enjoyed it. It was one of the first books I read as a Christian. Uh, the Almost Christian Discovered by Matthew Mead. And he was a Puritan. In fact, I, I think John MacArthur had referenced this book in one of his sermons. And so I picked it up and uh, I read it. Uh, I think it kind of almost goes in line with the religious aff uh, affections by um uh, Jonathan Edwards. And then A Call to Spiritual Reformation, great book on uh, prayers. And just uh, it changed how I prayed. And, you know, I, 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 talking about how to, how to pray with um, prayers that, uh, with purpose. Uh, Family Driven Faith by uh, Vadi Bakum, really good book. Um, in fact, some of that I really felt like I loved before I read it. But when I read it, I thought, I'm so glad that there's people that, you know, when it comes to integrated church with, uh, you know, with with adults and children. I was glad to find somebody that really liked having them all together. And John Piper, Desiring God. And like I said, there are so many more books that I could mention. I mean, um, I know Beowulf. Uh, I took an omnibus class uh, for at my daughter's school and uh, and that there was a lot of books through that that I was able to read and as a group talk about. And so th there's just a lot of classics that you can get out there. So I would be just encourage you to just get out there, find some books. I, I don't know if you've ever heard it. I think John MacArthur, not John MacArthur, but John Piper's talked about it. If you just read 10 pages a day, just 10 pages, it wouldn't take you much time. You know, I think you could read like, you know, 12 to 15 books in a year. I mean, think about it, like just 10 pages. And, you know, and so, you know, and find a time to read when you're more alert. So if you're reading at night and it causes you to get drowsy, well, you're, you're, maybe you're reading the wrong book at night. There are some books that are just a little, you know, slower. And when you, um, you know, when you read it at night, it just makes you tired. So maybe read it in a different time, you know, but either way, find a way. And then also you got Audible and you got, there's so many free, uh, if you go, I forgot what the uh, Viber box uh, has free books. So there's just opportunities to, to listen, you know, to books. I, I love to read more because um, I always encourage not, not only praying before I read, but, you know, look up words you don't understand. I used, I mean, I still do, but I used to do it way more. Look up words and, you know, kind of, you know, helps you get a better vocabulary, which I need one because sometimes my words come out totally gangster. And, and I know some of you make fun of me about that, but I am really trying to, to 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 grow in how I speak and to use words that are that are just more appropriate you know instead of you know being homeboyish so you know when I was again in high school I hated English I did not start loving words until the Lord saved me and at that point I really loved words and thinking about them and looking them up I mean it's just it's really fascinating so no matter what you do I think you just need to get out to reading some books so until next time be godly and growing, and thanks for tuning in. If you were encouraged by this podcast, please go to iTunes and uh, give me a good review. Uh, share how it encouraged you. 